five dollars. Uh, I mean, like in in the grand scheme, like five dollars is five bucks. But like five dollars in the grand scheme of things means fuck all to me. Fuck it. Here's five bucks. I'm sorry I was late. I fucked up. Here's your five dollars. One point two six million, and she's like, eh. So in a weird way, good for her, but also cryptocurrency sort of like, is fucking stupid. It, no, no, it's sort of like what she did was she rented. Uh, Dudley Moore in Arthur oh God. in a blockbuster video, and just now realized that the that the box is sitting underneath her, like you know, like underneath a, a thing with shoes. Yeah. And she found it and said, "Oh wow, I owe blockbuster video like a whole bunch of fines <laughs> for this Arthur." Ah, sure, I'll give you, I'll give you, I'll give you a couple hundred dollars because blockbuster, who gives a shit? I'm Don Hall. And I'm David Himmel. And this is the Literate Apecast. The Literate Apecast uses bad words. If we don't like bad words, maybe shouldn't listen to it. <laughs> Uh, for our our podcast listeners, this is greatly appreciated. You look a whole lot better than you've looked in the last couple of weeks. Um, you sound better, and I see that you're drinking whiskey again, which is great. So you're feeling better. Yes, today. Well, I felt I felt good enough today that uh, after about two weeks of this fucking COVID nightmare, COVID hangover, um, that I felt well enough this morning that I went to the gym. Nice. And then I picked my dad. Yeah, I did some writing. I picked my dad up from dialysis. And on the way back from dialysis, we stopped at the liquor store. And I got myself some Goose Island, uh, what is it? Goose Island IPA mm-hmm. and a bottle of Bullet Rye. Because I have not had that since I've been sick. And oh, I'm very I'm Midwestern it. of you. Yeah, that's great. Um, so... Have you tried, as a whiskey drinker, have you tried Dewar's White Label? Oh, yeah. That's oh. fantastic. Oh, my God. 36 bucks for a handle at Jewel. Life-changing. Johnny Walker Blue? Fuck off. Lafroy. You, you think it's better than Johnny Walker Blue? Are you nuts? Uh, Dewar's White Label is the greatest liquor that's ever been made. As a connoisseur of whiskey, I can tell you with yeah, certainty. You, yeah, you're... You you suddenly remind me of uh, what's the character Madison with a Y, but not where you think it is from She Hulk. You're like a drunk <laughs> frat girl or sorority girl. I gotta be honest. Dewar's with you, man. White yes. Label is a handle. It's the best. It's the greatest liquor. I mean, one. I'm totally fucking kidding. Dewar's White Label is fine as a house scotch. I've got it. That, yeah. that's what I'm drinking tonight. But I also don't remember that character or that scene in She Hulk and. It was a whole episode where she was just back and forth. The magician, God, that's the bad weird, magician. That a whole episode of She-Hulk is completely forgettable? Weird. Yeah, they're all forgettable. I haven't even watched the latest one. I'm going to, but it's just not nah, really... it's fine. It's I watch not... it every week, and it's... Look, it's only 13 minutes yeah, of your it's time. It's like even... Each episode is 13 minutes, and the credits are 27 it's minutes long. Minutes. <laughs> it's this stupid. is true. Although, I've well, I've been, I've been completely uh, sucked in, like I said last week, in The Rookie. I am now in season three of The Rookie. I can't get enough of it. 
Watching also, a middle-aged man joke. recreate his life is huge. It's when, huge. When it's you really told good. me you were watching The Rookie, I was like, wait, that Niecy Nash show where she's rookie FBI or something? Uh-uh, uh-uh. Apparently, you know, because... It's Nathan Fillion, man. Well, but apparently, um, this is what... Uh, uh, what the fuck are they called? <laughs> Network shows, Jesus. What the network shows do is they, they come up with one idea and then they build on it, like Law & Order. Law & Order. Law & Order SVU. Yeah. Law & Order CSI. Law & Order Go Fuck Your Mother. Law & Order, holy sure. crap, people with glasses are dead. This is what's happening I with The Rookie. I actually really so like now, Law so & Order. I, I, I said like to you, and you're like, go, I'm watching The Rookie. No, I like, I'm like wait, Law & Order Nash Go show? Fuck Your Mother the best. <coughs> well, yeah, I mean, that's the most realistic, really. Yeah, I really like Law & Order Go Fuck Your Mother. I liked it better when it was... Uh, Lenny Briscoe, who was fucking your mother. But, oh, uh, yeah. oh, man, you can't. But when mess Benjamin with Bratt started yeah. fucking your mom, yeah, he was the best. He, he, well, he did Benjamin with charm. Bratt was like, now it's starting to hurt. Like Lenny Briscoe, you're like, ah, it's uncomfortable. But yeah, I want Lenny to be my dad. That's cool. Yeah, yeah. Benjamin Bratt is my dad. Is just that just feels like a lot of it's like I'm not gonna play catch with you kind of shit. You know, like yeah, like I'm an angry teenager. Yeah, who's, that's a, well, Lenny Briscoe just has to do that French accent and say, be our guest, be our guest. And then they just, the panties fall off. <laughs> Wait, what? Is that something that's the, he's the voice of the fucking, uh, the candle in Beauty and the Beast. In the cartoon? In the Disney animated film, no, yes. He's not. Is that's, he really? It, absolutely. You know, shut up. Are you kidding me? You didn't know this? Yeah. Beauty and the Beast. The East animated. 1991 film. Yeah, yeah. Oh my God. Jerry Orbach is Lumiere. Oh yeah. my God. Well, you know what his first like big claim to fame was, right? He was in the Fantastics. Fucking Try Tom. to remember oh. the time of September yeah. where blah, blah, blah. He did that all over the place. He was on like the Merv Griffin show doing that. He was a musical theater actor. So it made perfect sense for him to go from Lenny Briscoe to the fucking Candelabra in Beauty and the Beast. Be our guest, be our guest. I'm going to have to watch that movie again with a completely different lens because I love Jerry Orbach. I love Jerry Orbach. I mean, yeah, my favorites. Fucking Jerry Orbach. Yeah, but I, so, but the thing, the more, the important thing is, is not how great Dewar's White Label is and what a what a standout whiskey it is. But it's you're, you seem to be doing a whole lot better. Like the color in your face is back. The, so how are you? How are you doing, man? You know, I feel like this. We need like a, a check in. You know, it's yeah, like I'm it's doing like, right. like I got I, skin you... cancer. Like you know, you're supposed to go and get a checkup every year. But when you get skin cancer, they want you coming back like every. Six months, every two months, or whatever it is, depending on how bad it is. Sure. So I went back every six months for two years after my skin cancer diagnosis. You got to check in after some traumatic shit. So yeah, well, check you in know, in the thing, there are days. There are days. I mean, I, I'll be honest with you, not to sound melodramatic, because I'm kind of past the the woe is me melodrama of the whole thing. Yeah. Um, and I had some of that when I was in Vegas, and certainly some of that when I got here, where I just kind of wept. Where I just would cry for no reason. That hasn't happened for weeks. I gotta um, say, sorry, but the way that you explain your 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 meltdowns, your breakdowns, your crying fits, you use the term wept a lot, which is a very poetic, intense adult way of weeping. Like I don't think that Harry or Jacob weep. 
I agree. Grown, I grown men in yeah. their 50s who had their lives blown up, they fucking weep. And they when weep. they do, they fucking weep. that shit matters. It's big. It's big and uncomfortable for so, like, everybody. I think that, like, which is when, why I try to in, do it by myself. In the Bible, when, you know, the, the, the story of Noah and the flood, it's like God flooded the earth for 40 days and 40 nights. I don't think it was God making it rain. I think it was some middle-aged man's wife walked out on him and he wept. And he wept for 40 days and 40 nights. Yeah. And that was how we flooded the earth. <sighs> and then God made gay people through a rainbow and promised it would never happen again. But yet here we are. <laughs> Outstanding. Yes. That's amazing. So what's your point? That Jesus wept? What? I, I, I don't... I'm not sure that I have a point other than to acknowledge this is the seriousness of weeping. Like, you were in a place of yes. weeping. Yes, I have wept. I'm not weeping anymore. <laughs> I was like, what the fuck is all that? Um, no, the thing about it is there's still days. I There are days where I wake up and I go, I wonder if I'll ever not be sad. Yeah. I mean, I'm kind of sad all the time. Yeah. Um, however, however... Uh, one of the things that I've kind of gotten to, and I think this is a, pl- a positive thing. There are two things that really occurred to me not too long ago. One is, you know, and, and I do appreciate you, know, you and Kelly and my mom and everybody's like, no, if anybody can get through this, it's you Yeah, talking about me. And I, I do appreciate that, but it doesn't really make any difference if I don't believe it. Of course not. If I'm not, if I'm right. not feeling that shit. And one of the things that I notice is, number one, I've changed, I've reinvented myself half a dozen times in my life, but this is the first time I'm having to reinvent myself because someone pushed me off a cliff rather than I jumped off a cliff. And what I say is when the difference between jumping off a cliff and getting pushed off a cliff is how you fall. Mm. And right now I'm falling with my arms flailing, akimbo, all over the place, screaming. Now I'm not screaming anymore. Um, now I'm just falling and going, okay, well, this is different. The second thing, because that's the thing, is I didn't choose this. Uh, the second thing that I've recognized is, I was thinking about this the other day, I wrote a substack about it, is I remember in my mind's eye being the very overconfident person that I was in Chicago. I remember being that overconfident dude um, and filled with swagger, you know? And uh, I don't have any of that right now. Um, And I don't know how to get it back. One of the things I realized was that when Alice, because I really had, like, this is like 12 years of having a significant, and this is interesting to me. I don't know if it's interesting to you. But it's interesting to me is that I really don't give a shit what most people think, but apparently I put a whole lot of stock in what my partner, my significant other thinks. One thousand percent. I'm the exact same way. Yeah, right? You and, go fuck, and with, everybody can go fuck themselves, but if Kate doesn't like the way I tie my shoes, that's going to stick with me. It just devastates. Yeah. yeah. And with Alice, I was with Alice off and on for four years, and in those four years, she just beat me down to the point that Scott Whitehair actually made a comment that he thought I'd shrunk a couple of inches because I was walking mm-hmm, around sure. sort of, you know. Well, my way of regaining my confidence after Alice was to spend six months fucking women in alleys and fucking women in bars mm-hmm. and just picking up women and fucking and fucking and fucking. Well, sexual bender. My, yeah. my wife's a prostitute. Fucking women is not my thing now. That's not going to bring it back. I'm not, you know what I mean? That That is really an avenue that has been cut off for me for a while. 
And so I'm, I'm trying to figure out how do I rebuild my, my personal confidence? Um, and you know, I'm curious how, how, I mean, have you ever had a place where your confidence was so fucking shot that you had to kind of rebuild it? Yeah. Tell me about that. Cause I'm, I'm pretty much at a loss right now. No, I mean, it's, it's not dissimilar to what you were just explaining. I was, you know, and I don't know that I noticed. Well, it's, yeah, I, I didn't notice it at the time. I mean, I knew that I felt like shit when I was with. Uh, I, I mean, let's just pick one of them. Let's go with Bree. <laughs> um, you know, when I was with Bree, yeah, I felt like shit about myself all the time. And it wasn't 100% her fault. Like, I couldn't find a job. It was a, it was at the dawn of the, I was in the middle of the recession. Like I didn't, I just moved back to Chicago. I didn't know anybody. Like I just, I couldn't get a job. It was just all these and soon, things. And soon to be read is Hope Idiotic on Literate Press. A, a fictionalized version of these times. Yes. But if you read it, you know it. And it's, but yeah, there and was, it's a, well, it's a good book. So thank you. You should buy it. Uh, but there was a moment at, well, there were two moments. Okay. So I had a stomach ache all the fucking time when I was dating Brie. Oh, wow. Well, I always, sucks. I was always bloated. I didn't I was know always that. sick. Is I that in the book? Up. I don't know. <laughs> I don't think that's in the book that's, because I don't I, think it is. That's a pretty yeah. specific detail that I've never heard before. No, but I, I think it's really kind ache. of fascinating. And so I always, always, I always had an anxiety attack when I was dating Alice, except for when we were having sex. Well, I, I, so when we broke up, I was like, Oh my God, my stomach my stomach ache will go away. And it didn't go away. And I learned that, oh, that stomach ache was, in part, there was the stress stomach ache. But the other part was that I was, I'm lactose intolerant. So I learned it that well, way. Well, okay. All right. So there you go. But there was still a difference. Like, I was still sick. I did get shingles after dating Brie, like a year later. <laughs> Dude, I just have to share you. This yeah. is fascinating to me. And I think this is fascinating. It's like the last, I want to say probably the last year and a half with Dana and I. I think I told you at one point that I, I thought I had restless leg syndrome. No, I didn't. No, you didn't Never tell me take, that. No. No, it's like I would wake myself up in the middle of the night, just my fucking leg just going to kick, 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 you know? And yeah. I couldn't stop it. So I'd get up and go sleep on the couch so I wouldn't wake up Dana. It's so considerate it, of you. It, well, because I'm a considerate guy. And uh, and what I re- and I thought that I was like, oh, I'm fucked up. I've got some sort of, I mean, I've got this restless leg syndrome. Yeah. And I don't know. It's a nerve thing. But the fuck? I'm not right. going to go to a doctor it's for a it because I don't thing. go to doctors. Sure. Yeah. But it's a legit thing. And as soon as she moved out, it stopped. Mm-hmm. I mean, literally, I haven't had that in five and a half months. Not one time. Yeah. It's, it is wild the physical impact that emotional impacts yeah, can create. It's crazy. So, you know, I mean, when I was with Brie, like my, I mean, like everything happened. Like I was unemployed. My best friend died. My grandfather died. My dog died. My parents divorced. Like it was a miserable relationship. Like everything, I don't want to put it all, I don't want to give her all the credit for the, my, my misery. No, it was life, life was a shit storm. But life yeah. was a shit storm. Um, but there was a time not long after we broke up, I mean, like <laughs> pretty quickly after we broke up, I was hanging out with some friends that I hadn't seen in a while because that was the kind of relationship it was. Like it was hard to hang out with friends that weren't our friends, right? And one of my friends, she said to me, 
So at least you had friends. I, they, all my friends yeah. are fucking off in other in other cities. I don't have a goddamn friend. I got my. I mean, yeah, I, my mom is my friend, and my dad, are, you know. But in terms of like oh, friends, buddy. I have zero social life. I That's, got no fucking friends. Don't say that in public. That's I'm in fucking sad. Wichita, Kansas. I know I'm in Wichita, Kansas, oh. and I don't fucking know anybody here except my mom, for my, family, my dad, so. and my best friends. Dude, I'm telling you, this is where I'm at. So uh, I mean, Sorry I know to make I, at fun some of you, point, but that is fucking lame. No, bro. at some point, I've got to get out out of the house and get get like involved with people so that i can actually uh have us but my well, social life is zero man, so if it, if it helps at all you know harry loves you and harry told me today on the way home from school that his best friend roman left early today so he might need a new bestie yeah but he's still in chicago i can't like go bowling with him or take him to a, you know to a bar i you know it's like that's that's what I'm saying. I, I mean, you're my friend. Joe's <laughs> yes. my friend. Bob's yes. my friend. Eric Chicago. Wilson's my friend. But I'm stuck in Kansas, so the, all the, my the friends seven, are the 700 mile difference thousand... between Chicago and Wichita is keeping you from taking my son to a bar. And actually, yeah. all kidding aside, it is because I don't give a fuck. It is because I would totally bar. take him to a bar. And I would, he would totally get yeah. into a micro. If I took him to the Haymarket, he would have a ball. He'd have a fucking blast, and he's everybody's best exactly. fucking friend. He's he's that's what I'm mayor. saying. Yeah, no, he's great. Um. But there, so my friend, um, we were at a bar, a bunch of us, and she said, like, she kind of like pulled me aside without like the weird pulling aside. We were just like walking to the next bar, and it was the two of us. And she goes, "You're looking pretty good these days." And I was like, "Really?" She's like, "Yeah, like I know you just broke up with your girlfriend, but like, the last time I saw you, you didn't look right, and you look really fucking good right now. How are you feeling?" And this wasn't like a hey guy who yeah, just no, broke yeah. up with this girlfriend who's it like was just, it wasn't well, a horny it was just thing. like like she was like no you it was look just good. like you like, telling me yeah telling me just a minute ago wow you look way better yeah and there is a, a physical like, transformation so how, when you start to you know, feel like, better how you doing because you look great and I'm like I'm I feel and it was like the first moment I was like oh my god like I let me think about that for yeah I I feel better. I feel good. The The weight is off me. The monkey's off my back. Whatever misery I was in is done. And I, you know, would joke that, you know, I was in therapy for a lot of that relationship. And that therapist, who I'm sure is great for other people, was not the best for me. I now know that because I've got a great therapist and and I have Don Hall. But this therapist, like, she just, she listened to me. That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. All she did was listen to me. And she never gave any kind of, like, you know... It was like like bumper bowling. Like, you know, it kind of knocks you back into where you need to be, right? That's the whole point of bumper bowling. Yeah. She, I, 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 she never really did that with me. But I joke, and I joke seriously when I say this, that if my therapist had told me, David, all you got to do to like find your place and be happy is break up with your girlfriend, I might have done it. Of course, I wouldn't have because that's fucking crazy. Because if I had said to you, Don, Dana's bad news, man. You like some well, everybody did. down, right? There were other people that told me that, You're and I was deeply, deeply in love. The thing about it is, and that's the thing is, is I, I, I don't regret. That's one of the places I've come to. Is I don't regret that I was in love with her, and I'm of actually to not. the point where that's... I can, where I can, where I can look at parts of our our marriage and go, yeah, that was pretty good. But I'm also really remembering. Um, I wrote a piece last week, uh, Saturday, in fact, it, that was. Uh, I mean, basically, TikTok has banned a Match.com ad campaign because yeah. they showed uh, basically the first 
there were three three ads. One was here's a woman giving to her her boyfriend. And then the next one is, here's a man giving to his girlfriend. And then the last one is the two of them. Well, they felt like the woman giving to the man was a negative stereotype. And I started thinking about that. And I thought, well, mm. you know, it, you know, I, I, uh, spouses that give or girlfriends or whatever, partners that give to each other is a far better stereotype than the stereotype of my marriage. And I started thinking about it. And it's like one of the things I remember, and I don't think I ever told you this, but... You know, like I said, for our first anniversary, I saved for a year. Yeah. I don't make the kind of money you do. I saved for a fucking year on public radio money and and sent her to Paris for three weeks. And then I joined her for the, the fourth week, right? Yeah. Well, I don't think I ever told you that she didn't pick me up at the airport. In fact, I made my way to the Airbnb I got her and she had taken a walk. She wasn't even there. It was raining. I sat out in the rain with my luggage for like 90 minutes Shut the before fuck she bothered up. to even show up to let me into the apartment. And that is the essence of the marriage that I was in where I gave, she took, but rarely gave back. And... I mean, I make a joke in the piece John, where it's wait like, a you know, on. that time that time where for Christmas I got her a necklace and she got me deodorant. No, but I, yes, I got to stop Yes, she got you. me deodorant for a Christmas present. Yes, she did. That's I, true. I got to stop you there because to say that she, you know, didn't bring you things. Like in that instance, she didn't, she sure as fuck didn't show up then. That's. It's crazy, right? It's wildly fucking just shitty. That was our I mean, just first like anniversary. Shitty. That was our first anniversary. Not like it wasn't like, oh, we'd been married for 20 years and she'd finally gotten tired of shit. But this is the thing, like in in coming out of the misery of things, like it's it's so easy to villainize. Oh, I'm not villainizing. No, I know, I know you're not. I know you're not. I'm just gonna say she did bring you food from dumpsters. Okay. Yeah. All right. You know, it was free and it was easy, and you she can't found say it. she that's... never loved you because she brought you food no, from I dumpsters. Didn't, I never said she like didn't a dog love me. or a cat would bring you a dead she animal. She was, she was, she was a fundamentally selfish person. Well, I told you that yeah. one of the things she said when we got to Vegas was, "I love it when you do things for me, but I hate doing things for you." You know what's fucked up about that is that Bree once said to me, uh, "Oh fuck, I'm paraphrasing here." <sighs> It was like a twofold thing. It was in two separate incidents, but it, or conversations, whatever. One was our little group of friends that were her friends that I was friends with, but they were her friends. Sure, uh, David, you're the glue that keeps us together. So, oh, like, shit. without you, we have no friendship with the friends that are hers, or whatever the fuck that means. I still don't understand what that means. The other thing she said was, "You love me." And you're the one that keeps us together. If anybody ever says to you, you're the one that keeps us together, you get the fuck out of there. Fucking run. All right. I want to get back to the topic again yeah. because we got, well, a, we got a Rorschach coming right. up. But well, uh, I mean, how do I deal with what it? Do you I mean, do, dude, how, man. No, how do you regain confidence? Not how do you deal with it's the tragedy? Time. I already know how to do that. Done. How do you this, get... What this do you goes do? back there's gotta to... Be, there's got to be a thing you do, right? No. Is there a thing you do? Yes, the thing you do is other people. That's to start. This goes back to my the piece I wrote about 
David Himmel's Rules of Overcoming Heartbreak, whatever the fuck it was. Yeah, I never read it. No, this I did. I part, of, part of this is time. The other part is you have to do things that allow your confidence to build, which is to start, fuck everybody else's opinion. What is it you want to do? Go do that. Work on that. And what if all, I don't know? What if I don't know what I want to do? I mean, I go work then out. Then you try it all I, out. You fucking do yeah, it all. I, try everything. You have so a you're blank saying slate. I should, I should be just like the rookie and I should go join the Wichita Police Department. No, don't be. Okay. In you every, said. In every, okay. Yes, I know what I said. Let me rephrase. Let me back up. Thank you for pointing it out. So when I tell my child he can be anything he wants to be, I mean everything except a cop, a lobbyist, or a... 2022 Republican. I, I fuck. I don't know. Okay. Um. No. Be every. Try everything but being a cop, and you're not going to be a cop. Okay. It's not All who right. you are. No, it's not really who I am. It's not what I want to do. I just like the show. But no, I. That's the thing is, I don't really. You have know. absolute, I know that... utter, uninhibited, total fuck you freedom. Well, no, I get that, and I like that freedom. But without having a direction, like I want to do this thing, I mean, I'm, I'm, I just don't have the zest. Let's put it that way. You, you like wept? Here's yeah. zest. No, youthful I don't zest. Really man. Have, I mean, what do you... I don't really have the zest for what I want to do. I like writing, and I'm in, and I'm going to keep writing, and I'm going to do that. But there's no money in that. And to be honest with you, writing is a very solitary thing. Um, yeah. I I know I know I know that I have to get out among human yeah. beings. I you know, know that. You know what the trick is, and I think you're already kind of doing it, because one of the things I did was, and I, I felt I, this is so weird because I felt this, ugh, not to sound like a basic bitch white girl, but like I felt this calling to do more for others, because part of my thing with when I was with Brie was it was all about like my shit. I need to get things in order so Brie can be happy. I need to figure me, 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 me for that was else. my excite. That was my whole relationship with Dana is what yeah. can I do to make sure she's not unhappy? And she right. was always unhappy. Always so it didn't unhappy. Matter. One of the things I did a- a- after Brie was I got involved with Gilda's club and you know, I, I wanted, I had all this love to give that I couldn't give successfully in my relationship. I had all this affection, all this thought, all this energy to give to all, somebody else, other people. And I found that in Gilda's Club, you know, to like. Because okay, I don't have any of that. I don't others. have any of that. So, what is something that you care about? I don't have about? any love. I don't have any love but in you me, care and about I don't people, have any Don, care. And what you're doing right now. I care now, about my parents. I care about yes, my parents. But Don, that's and enough. I'm really enjoying. That's it. I'm enjoying You're doing that. It. You're doing it. You are taking care of other people. Because in relationships, the goal, our job is, and this is why relationships are so fucking hard and not recommended from this podcast anyway, is because you have to be your most selfless and selfish at the exact same time. Well, see, I have been that in a marriage, and it didn't do me any fucking good, so I'm not sure how, how I, I square that well, circle. You moved. You, you, want to move, you, you wanted to move to, to Denver, yeah, I did. But you figured, well, I'm not getting jobs thrown at me right now, so okay, why don't I go to Wichita, settle my shit, calm down help a little bit. Help my folks. Yeah. And he- that's the thing. Help my folks. You are and doing. I am. 
And I, and I can thing. see the difference. I'll be honest with you. I can see the difference in my mom's attitude. I mean, they needed more help than, than I thought they did. And just watching my mom, like a perfect example is like tonight, my mom hasn't gone to her social ministry meeting, which is a monthly meeting. She hasn't gone in years. You know, That's it's one of the things good. that she loves. It's oh, okay. one. Well, I mean, yeah. I know. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's one of the no, things she, she loves, loves and she got yeah. she got to go to that meeting tonight because I was going to be here with my dad, and yeah. that makes this morning again. She Wednesday is her day to take him and pick him up from dialysis, and she took him to dialysis while I'd gone to work out and I was writing. But I noticed that she was in the middle of a bunch of stuff she was trying to do, and I said, "You want me to go pick up dad?" And she was thrilled because yeah. it was just this. And so I'm, I'm enjoying, I, uh, you know, as much, and I like spending time with my dad. It's like, you know, I picked him up from dialysis and he was like, yeah, turn left here in Murdoch. We're going to go see that, see if that fish place, there's a fish place that got moved. I want to see where it is. He just wanted to yeah. drive around a little bit, sure. you know, it's like, uh, that's f- rock and roll, you know? Yeah. So, yeah. So that but is definitely a think- positive when you get to get out of your own shit, you have to get out of your own head. Let me yeah. refer, let me well, let me, let me edit that. For me. To get out of your you own and I, shit, you and I can't get out of our own heads. All we do is no, think nonstop but, and constantly. But but we do get out of our own heads. To get out of out of our own shit, we get out of our own shit. By, I mean, I do it by. I mean, I'm, I I can only speak from personal experience, you know. But like. Giving to others, like I feel this, like I'm going to be kind to others in the way that others were not kind to me, to pay it forward in the way that they couldn't make it up. And it's distracting from my own shit. It gives me a purpose. Um, but the other thing is like, this is the uglier part, like, because that's all really beautiful. Like, Don, find a thing you care about, you're passionate yeah, about. Yeah, see, and none give, of this. Uh, that, I, I, that, no, that, that. The thing is, I But appreciate the other thing is this, what, the confidence, dude, a sexual bender. No, I'm not doing that. And and treating people Dude, like if garbage attract, along the way is part no, of it. Yeah. David, David, <laughs> if I'm a, what I have discovered in my lifetime is that if I am attracted to a woman, if I see a woman, and I go, whoa, I'd like to tap that. Then I can guarantee at this point, I can guarantee she's either a sociopath, she's a prostitute. Or she has a great big giant dangling cock. Mm. One of those three things yeah. is true, and I'm not in. I'm not into any of that. I can't. I Let can't me ask do you it. this: so If have I'm attracted tried... to a woman, it's a bad. It's bad news. It's just bad. Have you news. tried the great big dangling cock? Because this is a new world for you. No, no, it's not right. that well, new. I'm just saying. Just you know, anything is open, but be open to it. That's the thing. Be open to all new possibilities because after a devastation. Your life resets. You have the opportunity to reset your life and start again. And so maybe gay is the way to go. Is what you're well, saying? Well, I mean, if if that's a thing that might be, sure. But I don't think that's a thing for you. So no. I think what it is is it's not really my thing. I, I think that you are doing. You're making the world right. I feel like the universe tipped over in a weird way by the mistreatment of Dana. Or mistreatment by Dana of you. Is that the right? Yeah. However you want to put it. You're doing good by helping your dad and spending time with your parents, which is great. Parents love having their kids yeah, around. Yeah, I love You're I taking love a I load like... off your mom's back. You're taking a load off your dad's back. You're taking a load off your sister's back. I hope you're 
niece still doesn't hate you for no, having she, a different opinion. She, we don't hang you know? out as much, but uh, but yeah. she's very polite and very kind and very nice to me in person. So I, I don't think I I think I think the damage was done, but she's also. We don't we don't really have a conversation yeah, that's not whatever. just sort of cursory, and I'm fine with that. It's like whatever she wants to do. So we'll we'll talk again in twenty years. We'll, you know. Yeah, well, I I appreciate your your advice. I'm gonna do it. You know, I'm doing the best I can. Mostly, I think it. But also, the dude, thing that I've been find the Asian massage parlors. Find day. the Wichita Asian massage parlors. Start there. I'm looking. I'm looking. Because well, I found the circle. Say, oh, cinema. your dick is so big. I found the Circle Cinema, which is still working here in Wichita, which is an actual porn theater. Yeah. It's like an actual theater where you go I've in and I've never been porn. to a Pee Wee Herman porn theater. I've always wanted to go. It's what this, it is. That's yeah. exactly what it is. It, it, yeah, it still exists. But no, but the thing that's been uh, keeping me kind of going is one brick at a time. One brick at a time. Well, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll get to be the overconfident, uh, mediocre white guy that I was in my 40s. No, uh, soon no, 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 no. This is the you thing know. you're missing. This is the opportunity to be a better version of the... You're a properly confident... Mediocre white guy. And now, Warsack of the News! All right, the first thing here... God, this is dedicated to our good friend Jared Keene. Uh, Dr. F- first of all, this cracked me up because I saw, I saw this. <laughs> the... The headline I'm reading is from Variety. And, Don, let me ask you, Variety, what does Variety publish? What kind of news magazine is Variety? It's about pop culture and bullshit. Yeah, sure. Pop culture and bullshit. Dr. Fauci admits he should have been, quote, much more careful, end quote, on early COVID messaging. From Variety. Well, first of all, it's from Variety. But second of all, no shit. Well, I mean, I'll be honest with you. That's Dr. Fauci saying, maybe I should have been a little bit more clear about my messaging is sort of like me saying, yeah, maybe I should have recognized that uh, the wife that I married was a nude model who did pornography and inevitably was going to fuck other men for money. Maybe I should have done it. Guess what? Woulda, shoulda, coulda. Who gives a fuck? Thank you, Fauci. We knew that. And that's not new. I I still think he was... uh, he was the right guy at the right time. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and the, the other thing with, with – there's a lot of criticism about uh, COVID. Like, well, fucking FDA didn't know. Like, there, was a, there were a lot of fuck-ups. We get it. But also, we didn't know what the fuck we were dealing with. Call we the had fuck no now. idea. Yeah. All right. So next headline. Uh, the Organization of Petroleum Exporting Countries has announced a 2 million barrel a day cut in oil production. We ain't got no gas. Well, you know, we haven't had gas since 1976. Peak oil hit at about 1979. We've been on a downslide ever since. No shit. You know, I mean, you know, basically we're. what it reminds me of is like uh, the world is. Have you ever seen uh, Stephen King's, the, based on Stephen King's book with Thomas Jane, The Mist? Yeah. We're all living in that fucking grocery store. 
We're all living in the grocery store. There's a finite amount of stuff. And there's a fucking crazy woman preaching fucking religious dogma. And we're just trying to get the fuck out of there and hope that there's enough gas in the car to get us out before we have to shoot each other and kill the kid with a gun and then realize it was a big mistake. So not a shock that the petroleum countries of the world are saying it's a $2 million cut. I think a lot of that has to do with the fact that we've cut off Russia because Russia is a bunch of dicks. Well, that's so, exactly it. And all, all I keep yeah. hearing is, is, is uh, uh, Jimmy Carter going, we need to wear more sweaters. I was alive then. You I weren't know. even alive that's, then. And that's my Jimmy, I remember sitting. I remember, I remember sitting with my mother in 1976. <laughs> I sold off the boat. We need to wear more sweaters. In a fucking, in a fucking <laughs> gas rationing line <laughs> for three hours because... Jimmy what? Carter was like, dude, we got to fucking do this because we're going to get fucked. Why does and my Jimmy Carter attention? impression sound like the, the magic Negro from fucking yeah, the it's, you, you do sound like Bagger Vance. You do sound a bit like Bagger Vance. It's true. Do it again. Do it again. I want to hear some Bagger Vance. No, I can't. All right. The you next know thing. you have to do it. Tell no. me. No, no. Do, do some Bagger Vance. Come on. Vice President Harris, Secret Service Director's concern over Monday motorcade accident. I... <laughs> so apparently <coughs> you're gonna have to do it by yourself because i can't even hear what you said while i heard while i heard was will smith doing a bad uh yeah. ofe ofe accent yeah. so let's let's hear the uh, real headline so kamala harris do, do you remember kamala harris she she was our vice president I, she's barely our vice president and she's 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 kind of yeah she's not the thing about it is I think Kamala Harris is probably a very smart, very uh, adept professional. I think she's a lousy politician and and strangely unlikable, and I don't know why. No, I agree with you 100%. She is a lousy politician, strangely unlikable. Uh, Kamala Harris would have been best served if she had stayed in the Senate yes. and been potentially promoted to... Supreme Court Justice. I mean, Kataji Brown. No, I great, think she. But like, I think she would be the best AG we've ever had. She'd be the or best AG. There you go. There you seen. go. Yes, yes. She is a yeah. prosecutor. Yeah. She is an attorney. Let her be that. But hey, yeah. man, you know she ran for president really fucking poorly, and Biden really fucking poorly was like, black women vote. Okay. Yeah. And All right. So what's the that. what's the headline? So apparently on Monday last week. Uh, her her motorcade her car <laughs> uh, please hold um she was involved in a single car accident which means not your car hit only one car it means your car hit hit a tree right it hit a curb and secret service okay. saying it's a mechanical failure that's that's uh, the reason this caught my attention was because, oh, yeah, Kamala. She exists. She exists, and she was in a, she was in a curb it bender. It has nothing to do with her abilities, her, her role in the world. She nothing. just can't get, she can't win news. for fucking losing, man. She can't win for losing. Because um, her if, talents if, are wasted. She has extreme yeah, talents, Biden, and if, they are wasted. The thing is, if Biden runs again, which he probably will, I hope he gives a different vice president. 
Uh, I really do. And it's not because I don't mm. like Kamala Harris. It's Dude, just that do you think that could happen? She's, Can you imagine? Yeah, Who's he going to replace her with? Cory Booker. A man? Of course. I mean, yeah. There's no way he can win this. If he replaces her with Elizabeth Warren, a white no. woman? No, replace her with Pete Buttigieg, and then uh, she she replaced her with a gay man, which a is man. like a woman man. and nope. like a black and woman. Jesus. All right. Uh, Biden and DeSantis project unity amid Ian's devastation. What a load of shit. I, There's no unity. They couldn't even sit in the same fucking room with each other. And 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 DeSantis just needed some sort of a bailout for his fucking white trash goddamn uh, fucking state that got beat state, to yeah. death by a bunch of fucking idiots that, that build houses out of, like, paper mache and say, I'm going to stay during a hurricane. They're fucking idiots. Hey, dude. You know what? In California, and I know, I'm not a big fan of Californians either, but in California, when the wildfires come, they get the fuck out of there. They don't stay. They don't say, I'm going to sit it out. They get the fuck out of there, man. No, man, the best thing is that this was a Politico story that I, I clicked on. Biden and DeSantis project unity amid even devastation. The picture has Biden looking at him like, what? What the fuck? <laughs> what the fuck? And, and DeSantis in every video and image and like i don't want to make this thing like i don't like him because of the way he looks i don't want to make but he looks well, he's like short he and looks kind of like chubby a I, I don't know how to say this in the right way i'm just but stick with me as i try uh, he looks like a fat third grader with a pituitary problem I, okay and see i would go i would go one step in a different direction i would say he looks like a chubby ventriloquist doll Oh, okay. Good. Yes. Okay. Yep. Right. Sure. Because he kind of looks like he kind of looks like the guy that does Madam and what is it, Waylon, Waylon, whatever his name is. Yeah. He looks like somebody's got a hand up his ass and making his head work. The interesting thing is like, this is why politics in America, like it matters. I get it, but it's also such bullshit. DeSantis needs federal money. Fuck the federal government. States' rights. Uh. Biden's he piece used, of shit. He uh, used the COVID the money. He the used the COVID up. money to send immigrants to the the Martha's Vineyard. I mean, Jesus Christ! I mean, How look, do you man, trust this? You can disagree with your party. You could disagree with the current president as you run against him. But like, yeah, DeSantis and the Republicans and the Democrats, for that matter, have made such a thing about hating the other side. Yeah, that it's yeah, calm down. Stupid and newsworthy when they do the right thing for well, their people. Well, and I. And I the thing is, I, I will have to say that it, it's nice to see an adult in the Oval Office because Donald Trump uh, would have shit all over him like he did New York. All right. Where are we at? Uh, Number four. Loretta Lynn. Or five. Four or Loretta five. Loretta Lynn, who famously played uh, country music star Sissy Spacek. In the 1980 film, Coal Miner's Daughter Has Passed Away. Okay. I mean, I'm, you know, the thing about it is, it's sort of like, did you hear, and then this is news. You missed uh, my whole thing, by the way. I know. Loretta Lynn, who famously played Sissy Spacek. I know, I I heard. Because to my mind, Sissy Spacek, Coal Miner's Daughter, that film was my first introduction to Loretta Lynn. 
No, Loretta Lynn is when a I big think of Loretta Lynn, I think of then. Sissy Space. <laughs> but here's my thought about her death: is did you hear about uh, they finally released the cause of death of Queen Elizabeth? Yeah, it's 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 shattering. She died of she died of old age. She was so ninety six. Yeah, yeah. So did Loretta yeah. Lynch. She was as old as the fucking hills she came from. But I think we have and to, the coal Jesus. that was mined. She's dead. Wow. And 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 I yeah. and she lived a great life. And she had great things. And she contributed greatly. And uh, I think and, we have and, to acknowledge hey, if um, Sissy Spacek plays me in a movie one day, I don't give a shit when I die. Well, at the rate you're aging, you feminine bitch, she will. The, the That's thing what I'm with, the thing with Loretta Lynn is that people forget about this. Loretta Lynn, with her song Fist City, I mean, she founded the modern feminist movement. <laughs> founded the modern... F- <laughs> there you go. And finally, this week... Yes. Don, the SEC charges Kim Kardashian for unlawfully touting crypto on her Instagram account. You know... It's like saying, and the ghosts hung out with the skeletons that came to life with the dragons like and I, the I leprechauns. It's like I'll be honest with you, and it's it, it's not a, it's, is this? It's not very good uh, commentary to say I couldn't give two shits about that. But dude, I I don't care. It, Kim Kardashian, I think, is great. I don't give a shit about cryptocurrency in any form dude, at all. No, cryptocurrency is taking a at dump all. in and of itself. And what's great about it yeah. is. And we've talked about this. We've written about it. Uh, it's as much bullshit as the actual American dollar. Like, shut the yeah, fuck it, up. But no, here's, here's actually the, the actual American store. dollar. I can go into a grocery store and say, hello, sir. I would like to purchase some Cheez-Its. Right. And they will say, all right. And I can pull out the American dollar and say, here is an American dollar. And he can say, no, Cheez-Its are $7 a box. And I can produce a five. And he go, no, you're you're still a dollar no. short. And then I say, well, here's a dollar in cryptocurrency. And they escort me out. Yeah. It's... I, 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 I try really hard not to wish harm on other people. But I hope that as this cryptocurrency continues to take a dump on itself, that people are losing their fucking asses as a lesson. I do too. As a lesson in stop pretending. Yeah. That you can make up money. It's just fuck it. Cryptocurrency. It's it's. Dude, let's it's start so, a literate ape thing. Let's sure. start a literate ape thing. We'll call it. We'll call it. We'll call it ape shit. Great, and, and you can, yep. yeah, and you can, you can do it, and we'll fling ape shit at people, and uh, they'll pay us money for it. If you throw us twenty ape shits, we will send you a T-shirt. But also, Done. twenty ape shits equals three hundred thousand American dollars because we have to yeah, spend that yeah. to make the. Shit, yeah, it's the, fucking insane. Uh, but the thing that got me about this story, this particular story that I, I um. Uh, Kim Kardashian. This particular you story, her and she's got a big ass from WBEZ, which is Chicago's NPR station. Uh, the Securities and Exchange Commission said Monday, Kardashian has agreed to pay a fine of one million dollars, although she did not admit or deny the SEC's findings. So everything she was accused of, she's like, "Now, nah, whatever, just take a million. She will also give back what she Wait will a also she- hang on." 
She will also give back $260,000, which includes her payment from the company with interest. Because basically what happens is like she was paid to say, invest in this thing without disclosing. I am being paid to say, invest in this thing. That's illegal. Are you illegal. fucking kidding me? The fact oh, that this man. woman can be like, fuck it, here's a million, 0.26, and be like, fuck it. That's like me going, ah, fuck it, whatever. Okay, here's here's five bucks. I I screwed up, you know. I I I was I was late for my dentist appointment. I will pay the five dollar late fee or whatever. Five dollars. Uh. I mean, like in in the grand scheme, like five dollars is five bucks. But like five dollars in the grand scheme of things means fuck all to me. Fuck it. Here's five bucks. I'm sorry I was late. I fucked up. Here's your five dollars. One point two six million, and she's like, eh. So in a weird way, good for her, but also. Cryptocurrency sort of like, is fucking stupid. <laughs> no, no, it's sort of like what she did was she rented uh, Dudley Moore in Arthur oh God. in a blockbuster video, and just now realized <laughs> that the that the box is sitting underneath her, like you know, like underneath a, a thing with shoes. Yeah. And she found it and said, "Oh wow, I owe blockbuster video like a whole bunch of fines <laughs> for this Arthur." Ah, uh, sure. I'll give you. I'll give you. I'll give you a couple hundred dollars because blockbuster. Who gives a shit? <laughs> there are six things you should do this week. My first thing this week. Gonna need a minute. Hang on. Sorry. What the fuck is my first thing this week? Is it a read? Hang on. Sorry. Give me a minute. Oh, my first thing this week. It's a read. It's in the Atlantic. Shocker. The tipping point is stupid. In most states, you can't pass yourself off as an election denying January 6th truther and still be taken seriously by majority of voters. In most states. This is by In Mark Ibovich. Give that a I read, read in the this, Atlantic. Yes. Boom, boom, boom. My first thing is a read. It is in unheard.com. Unheard, H-E-R-D.com. The article is by Ann Mainoff. It is called Cat Person Wasn't a Me Too Fable. Remember Cat Person? Basically, basically at the height, at the beginning, at the beginning of Me Too, a woman wrote a story about how she had sex with this older man and how it was uncomfortable because he was fat and he was eager and he wasn't good in bed. Mm. And how, and it, and it became sort of like this Me Too thing, right? Well, we find out that, that, you know, basically this is sort of a breakdown of that story that was celebrated by the Me Too sort of movement. Actually, it was a bunch of shit. First of all, it wasn't real. It didn't happen to her. It happened to a friend of hers. Number two, it's really shitty to the guy because the guy, I love this. This is my favorite. Uh, hold on. I got to find. Uh, um, the guy, okay, so the answer at the heights of Me Too, the answer was unequivocal, unequivocal, sorry. The guy was a borderline rapist, 
Okay, but now it reads like, now you read Cat Person, says, reads like a satire of 2017. Margot's friends anxiously escorting her out of the bar where Rob calmly sits drinking a beer. Margot's own admission that he's done nothing wrong and she's exaggerated everything to her friends. Her casual insults about his fatness, ugliness, clumsiness, as if being unattractive automatically means being a creep. You know, it's just, I mean, it's, 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 it's a very interesting article about sort of the kind of shit people jumped onto at the beginning of Me Too. And they're now kind of looking at and like going like the uh, C's on sorry thing where oh, he basically yeah. has, you know, it's like, yeah, this is, this is some shit. So I, I actually recommend you read it cause it's a pretty good, uh, it's a pretty good breakdown of, uh, that specific, she, I mean, she got a fucking million dollar book deal over this essay. Ooh. So, uh, wow. and the guy, the guy got fuck all the guy got dick. So, I mean, he has a dick, but he yeah. didn't get anything. Sounds so about right. that's my first read. Um, cat person is not a me too fable. My next thing is also a read from the Atlantic. Uh, the United States of Confederate America support for Confederate symbols mm-hmm. and monuments follow lines of race, religion, and education rather than geography, which is a perfect point. This is by David A. Graham. I've got a. I think I've told this story. There is an uncle through marriage on Katie's side, so like marriage, marriage for me. Sure. He's got a tattoo of Yosemite Sam. The awesome. Warner Brothers character, waving, so basically, uh, waving a Confederate it's Daniel, flag. Daniel Craig and Daniel Craig in the Knives Out movie. Yeah. Right? Okay. So Yosemite Sam waving a Confederate flag, and when I first saw that, it was on it was on Easter Sunday, a couple years ago. Oh shit! And I thought, well, I like this guy. Like he's always been friendly to me. Like, I, I think he knows that I come from Jewish people. Ness. I don't know, but like David, David, this anybody is the guy that sees who's lived you, in Illinois his whole anybody life, anybody that sees you and hears you talk for five minutes, know you come from Jewishness. Well, if they see me, they think I'm an Italian. If they hear me talk, they're like, "Oh God, these Italians are so Jewish." No, right now I just think you look like a terrorist, but that's because you've got your Wolverine. Uh, you Wolverine yeah, shape. my my Wolverine chops. So sad. It's a bad look. But I remember thinking, this fucking guy. What? Why? He's not from the South. He's never left Illinois. So it's it's not a South. South because I mean, what's the argument? The South will rise again because that's racist. Um, yeah. That Yosemite Sam, you love the a cartoon is waving a racist flag, so you're like a racist child. Uh, I don't. What's the? Or you're just a fucking flat out racist who wants. I, no, your dude got your dude. Your friend got a got a, a tattoo of a shark. Yeah, he did. You Sometimes people get through. really yeah. stupid tattoos. Yeah. yeah, I mean, you've got Boy Scout green or brown shirt Hitler on your back or whatever the fuck. Yes, <laughs> which which I have figured I have figured it out. Once I've got a little bit of cash going on, um, what I'm going to do because Dana had originally designed it with like the red Chicago stars. What I'm yeah. going to do is I'm going to go to a tattoo artist here in, in Wichita, and I actually found one that's pretty good, and I'm just going to have them cover the little the little Trump, the little yeah. Trump guy, with a big red star. And then it looks like a decent tattoo. Oh, good, and okay. Without, 
without Trump. I mean, to yeah, be, no, I, I to thought be about fair, that. it wasn't intended to be a Trump tattoo. No, it, it wasn't. Just, it it was supposed to be a baby. It was supposed to be a baby in a half shell. And yeah. Dana didn't give a shit, but she paid for it and, and ignored while the guy was doing it. And like I said, the scariest thing you're ever going to hear while getting a tattoo is to sit on a on a on a on a bench for five and a half hours with some fucking asshole that doesn't speak a word of English tattooing you and finally after five and a half hours your wife comes over and you hear her say oh that's not what i wanted oh fuck no that'll fuck you up for a long time um i guarantee it my second thing also in the atlantic (coughs) excuse me (coughs) my second thing is in the atlantic it's an article by helen lewis It's called the Guggenheim's Scapegoat. Mm. A museum curator was forced out of her job over allegations of racism that an investigation deemed unfounded. What did her defenestration accomplish? This is a really fucked up story. Um, It's about a woman that was sort of gifted a Basquiat uh, painting, La Bouvière, and she's a black woman and she's an angry asshole lunatic black woman who basically took a woman who had been at the the the, the Guggenheim for 34 years as a curator one of the best curators in their history and because specter the curator who was uh, a jewish white woman who simply tried to do her best to kind of accommodate lebovier's constant bullshit got fired and now can't even find a job. It's a very interesting, and, and it, it, I mean, it's very, excuse me, it's very in depth. It's worth the read, but it it's a controversy. And uh, you wouldn't think that there'd be a controversy in the art world that I'd give a shit about, but I find it interesting and it's well, well, well written. So Helen Lewis, the Guggenheim's scapegoat. My final thing this week is familiar. Uh, because of this podcast, see, we are making a difference, Don. But because of this we podcast, are. my mother has been watching Better Call Saul. I love, I love your mother, by the way. Well, She's that makes awesome. one of us. Just kidding. Yeah, my mom's great. My mom is great. No, I think your mom is. I think your mom is phenomenal. And she started watching. She said to me a couple weeks ago. She goes. Because of your podcast, I've started watching Better Call Saul. And I'm like, that's fucking great. And I freaked out. I was like, but Breaking Bad, it's all this thing and all this shit. Like, I got totally fucking... She's like, well, I haven't watched Breaking Bad. I started, but I turned it off because it got too violent. And I go, well, Ma, you need to... You have to watch Breaking Bad first, right? Like, you need to. She's like, okay, I'll go back. Jane, Jane, Breaking Bad is basically I Love Lucy with Drugs. Oh my God. If you liked I Love Lucy, yeah. you're going to like Breaking Bad. Oh, my God. Don, you might have just broke. You might have just broke me. I mean, each episode is no, Walter right. and Jesse get into a crazy situation. They get into a crazy situation, and they have to figure out a way out of the crazy situation, and then we go on to the next Look, episode. Man, every it's show, I Love Lucy. Fine. Every show is either I Love Lucy or The Honeymooners, right? It's, uh, there you go. All it's, it's exactly what it places. is. But Mom has been watching this, she, so she watched. She stopped. She's digging. She stopped breaking, or she stopped Better Call Saul. She went back to Breaking Bad. Oh, good for all her. five seasons. 
and is now in season four last night. I checked when she was here today, episode four of Better Call Saul. And I don't remember. I was like, oh, what's happening? So here's my thing to do. Watch Better Call Saul. There you go. Because I love it. We know I love it. I, I got to get done it. with the rookie. But I'm like, going to. The it, shit I that bought I don't remember. I, uh, I bought it. I've got the whole season. I'm waiting, but I'm I'm kind of sucked into the rookie for obvious reasons we've already talked yep. about. All right. My third thing is for your mom and, and for you and Katie. Uh, go see The Woman King. Okay. Viola Davis uh, in theaters. Um, it's fucking phenomenal. You weren't going to like it, this film. You were dead set on not liking this film. No, I really wasn't dead set and not like you said. It, it was not a okay, film Whatever mom wants, I'll watch Revisionist History or whatever. Well, the thing is, no, yeah. no, the thing is, no, no. The, the thing is, it, and, and actually, the thing I think is very interesting is that the accusations that it's revisionist, it's really slight. I swear to the God King, you said that last week. Yeah, it, well, the key, that's the thing is it's really slight. It's not a big deal. And quite frankly, I watched Braveheart, and I didn't have a problem with the fact that that's some fucking historical bullshit. Here's the thing I liked about it. And the, 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 that was the thing. Mom wanted to see it. I probably would not have gone. I probably would have waited for it to stream. Sure. But we went. I took my mom. She needed to go. She, she hasn't been to a movie since I was here in May. She needs a movie buddy. She loves the theater. She loves her popcorn and her grape knee high. And just what she <laughs> loves. She loves that shit. And so I love going with her because she has such enthusiasm. But I got to tell you. This is well-written, well-shot, amazingly. And there's not a single character in it that isn't phenomenal, with one exception. And that is the very sexy mulatto guy who hooks up with one of the characters is that at one point he takes his shirt off and he's got like the pecs and abs Sure. Of a 2022 guy, and it's like, no, nobody in that time period looked like that. That's the only quibble I have with this movie, because I'm mm. telling you, and Viola Davis is so goddamn good in this movie, I, I don't even know how to explain it, but one of the things I love I about it is... she might make it in Hollywood one of these days. Well, she might. She might get... If, she might. She keeps it She up. might actually make a living, yeah. She might actually make a living... But I got to tell you, she the thing is, she's always been a good actor, but I've never seen her in a role like this. Mm. And what I love about it is you see lots of these roles where it's like, here is a woman, um, like action hero kind of thing. Yeah. And they never yeah. have, what she brings to it is there are certain like male action heroes that, that remind you in their way that this shit hurts. Mm-hmm. Thinking Harrison Ford in Raiders of the Lost Ark, you know, uh, thinking uh, Bruce Willis in Die Hard, that this shit actually hurts and and age really does bring on some fucking pain. Viola Davis brings so much depth to this character. uh, I mean, I'm going to see it again. There's not Hmm. a question. Okay. That I want that I want to see this movie again. It is heartfelt. It is beautiful. It is fucking violent as shit. And uh, it's quite remarkable. So I recommend it to anyone that's listening. Fucking go Smith. Because Viola Davis said something I thought, I think it's a little hyperbolic. I'll be honest with you. Yeah. But she said, if you don't go see this movie in the theaters, you'll never see another movie 
with a black female lead, which I disagree with. However, yeah, I know it's hyperbolic, but what I'm saying is this is a movie that is absolutely, no matter who you are, absolutely worth your time. What I will say to everybody that wouldn't ordinarily go see a movie about black woman King, if you like Braveheart, if you liked the Patriot, if you like pretty much anything fucking Mel Gibson's done, done, (laughs) um, that historically, then you got to go see this movie because this movie is better than anything he's ever done and is exciting in the same way. I loved it. And if you hate the Jews like Mel Gibson does, I don't know. I got nothing. That's the show. That's the thing is nobody, 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 nobody in Woman King hates Jews, and I also Not applaud outwardly. that. We all come on, dude. Everybody hates. See, I love Jews. the Jews. I lo- no. The thing love, is, I love on, the dial Jews. It back, dude. D- no, no, I really do. I love, love the is Jews. a strong word. No, I like furs and I like jewels and I like David Himmel. So I like the Jews. Oh yeah, you love the Jews. Okay, cool. Yeah, no, that's that, all I'm saying. Right, yeah, that's the show. <laughs> <laughs> You can listen to the Literate Apecast on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or any place you find your podcast Jones. If you enjoy listening to Two White Guys Holding Court, review or share the show on your own platforms, or throw us a few bucks on Patreon. For more information about Literate Ape, go to literateape.com and check out the rest of our podcasts, all of our writing, and our events. Music on the Apecast is courtesy of Mike Vinopal and Local Motive. You can find them all over Chicago and online at locomotiveband.com. What the fuck?